Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Leadership Strategies for Women. My name is Ellie Nieves, and I'm a speaker, a writer, and a leadership coach. And through 55-minute one-on-one telephone coaching sessions, I help women to develop leadership skills, set strategic goals, bolster effectiveness, and create and enhance a personal brand. For more information, you can visit my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. And for daily leadership tips and motivational quotes, you can join the Leadership Strategies for Women fan page on Facebook. We have a great show for you, uh, for you today. This is a follow-up show to a previous show, uh, Succeeding Against the Odds, Advice from Women Entrepreneurs Who Are Living Their Dreams. And in that show, I introduced you to four women entrepreneurs who were at the early stages of launching their businesses. And during that show, my guests shared their stories with us as well as some practical insight on what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Today, several months later, we're checking in with them again to see how far they've come in their entrepreneurial journey. So the topic for our show today is Success in the Making, Advice from Women Entrepreneurs. Our four guests are, again, Denise Bowles, who's a community activist. She's also a parent advocate, a public speaker, and an author. Tracy Humphreys, who's a network marketer and motivational speaker. Maisha Rodriguez, who's an attorney at law. And Dr. Angelis Otero, a pediatrician. Ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm thrilled that we're able to get you all back on the show at the same time. And we're going to follow the same format we did during the first show, where I'm going to interview each of you individually, and then we'll open up for general questions at the end. So we're going to start with Denise Bowles. Denise is a single black parent of a son. Denise is also a community activist, a parent advocate, public speaker, and an author. Her first book is entitled Raising Princes to be Kings, The Black Single Mother's Guide to Raising Her Black Son. Denise holds a master's degree in social work, and she worked as a medical social worker for 10 years. She's now a Ph.D. candidate and an entrepreneur. Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So, Denise. Can you share with us what one leadership strategy you've learned uh, that has helped you to be most effective in developing your business? Well, what I've, what I've learned, uh, one thing that I've learned is to really prioritize uh, what activity is going to give me the most bang for my buck. In other words, I was, at the very beginning, I was jumping at everything. And some of those things really uh, were basically wasting my time as well as my resources. So I decided to pull back, regroup, and actually uh, really uh, investigate and contemplate with the resources that I have against what the opportunity that is being offered to me, and then I was able to decide whether or not I would participate or not. So I strongly recommend that because you, you can't be involved in everything because sometimes it's just not a fit. That is awesome advice, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs go through that, especially in the early stages. So how did you make that determination? How did you select what it was that you were going to focus on? I selected uh, basically by asking some questions instead of just being the nice person all the time and nodding my head, the yes, I can woman is now, tell me more about that woman. (laughs) So I would ask some pertinent questions about the population, the type of activity, the location of the activity, the duration of time of the activity, and uh, basically what is expected of me and what would be the follow-up. A lot of these activities are the look-good, feel-good activities where they do them and then they disappear. 
And I really like to follow activities that have some type of a, of a post-activity follow-through. So that way you can still have networking opportunities and you can still market your, your materials. And when you're referring to activities, are you talking about networking opportunities or are you talking about speaking engagements? What do you mean by activities? Both, actually, because nine times out of ten, what you think you're going to get one way actually turns out to be an opportunity on another venue. So if you go for something where I'm selling my book at a book fair, I may not sell as many books that day, but I've got three potential leads for speaking engagements or I have um, another engagement where I could work collaboratively with someone or I have a radio show that I've been uh, asked to be a guest on. So there are other opportunities that come in there as well. Fabulous. And how has that strategy of honing in on what you're going to focus on helped you to uh, shape your perspective about doing business? Uh, well, first of all, it really did help save money because when you jump at everything, like I said, your resources, your time, those are all uh, collateral. Those are all money. That, that's all of value. And you have to be very careful on what you select. So by being more selective and asking more pertinent questions and, and sometimes being a little bit more exclusive, uh, unfortunately, people want to you know, put a negative spin on it, but it really isn't, I was able to save money because um, by doing that, I was able to pull my resources uh, barter with friends so I can stay uh, where their their homes are and not have to pay hotel expenses, carpool for transportation, so I'm saving money on transportation, uh, save money on mailings. There's other ways, you know, when you, when you pull back and ask certain questions, you will find that you become more resourceful. Fabulous. And what's next for you and your business? I beg your pardon? What's next for you and for your business? Oh, well, um, I'm, I'm picking up on the speaking engagements, uh, uh, traveling further away from New York, going across the United States. My next speaking engagement will be at Arcadia University this Saturday, May 15th. I will be doing a workshop called I Pledge Allegiance to My Mom. So it's just really, uh, for me, uh, perpetuating my business to get out in the arena where I really didn't think I would fit, but lo and behold, I do fit. So you can't always um, try to um, predetermine where you might fit because the unexpected does occur, and sometimes it's the unexpected that brings the most reward. Denise, thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thank you. And now we're going to bring up Tracy Humphreys, often referred to as a dynamic motivational speaker and an energetic people person. Tracy takes great pride in helping mobilize others, either through her therapeutic group work, daily blogs, or uh, by helping to bring financial independence to those who need it most. Tracy is passionate about bringing out the entrepreneurial spirit in others. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me back on this call. Well, I'm really excited about having you on, and I want to ask you the same questions that I asked Denise. Can you share a leadership strategy that you've learned as you've continued to develop your business? Yes, definitely. One of the things that I find for me is very important in business is mindset. And as I've been doing this business more and more, I'm realizing how important it is because really your mindset is what determines how you look at things, how you absorb things. And um, as Proverbs says, you are really what you think about. And so, um, you know, it, it's important 
to have a positive mindset, but also be very um, specific about setting your goals and staying focused on those goals in order to accomplish them. Tracy, you just quoted scripture, so I have to ask you, what role does faith play in your business? Tremendous faith, because uh, if you don't believe and have faith in what you're doing, it's going to be really hard for you to stay consistent, and it's going to really be hard for you uh, to be able to lead others, because if you're not consistent, you're kind of wishy-washy and all over the place, you know, you can't lead people, and so faith and, and, and belief and commitment in what you're doing is actually vital. That's wonderful, and I love what you said about being consistent uh, in helping others and, and, and setting an example so that you can lead them more effectively. So how has your perspective changed since you launched your business? You know what? When I first got into this business, I wasn't quite sure exactly where um, – I was going to take this this company, the product at hand, um, and, and what, what the company is really offering. I wasn't 100% sure how I was going to place it. But I have really realized in the last several months alone, after, you know, working on my mindset, uh, setting goals, staying focused, having my belief and, um, you know, my, my consistency intact, I have realized that it's all about helping people. That's really what my mission is in this business, is helping people. The responses that I have been getting from people has been incredible. You know, when you help people to solve two of the biggest issues in their lives, which is, you know, for a lot of people it's health and wealth, and I believe the two go in hand in hand, and being able to bring those two aspects into people's lives has just been an incredible journey for me and also encouraging others to, you know, have a positive mindset and to set goals and to stay focused on what it is that they're trying to do. It it has just been an amazing experience and I have seen a tremendous amount of growth in myself and the people that I'm working with. And Tracy, can you tell us a little bit about what your business is? Yes, my, my, the name of the, the company is Organo Gold, and I'm a distributor with this company. And what we have is healthier coffee, tea, and hot chocolate. Uh, but, you know, we're more than just the coffee, uh, healthier beverage company. What we are really is a company that teaches people success principles, as well as using these products, which is, a you know, common everyday products that people use, and we're using that as a vehicle to help people realize their dreams and goals. Our mission also is right now we're on a mission to, to set as many people free as possible, whether it's doing this business part-time or full-time, Whatever direction people want to go in, we're showing them how they can use this company as a vehicle to really get to where they want to get to in life. That's really encouraging, Tracy. And, Tracy, can you tell us what's next for you and for your business? Yes. Um, Actually, we just moved into international markets. We just opened up Germany, Austria, uh, Netherlands. Uh, We're going into the U.K. by the end of this month, Mexico, uh, Spain, Italy, we're, we're a global company, but we're very new. 
And really what our mission is right now is to set 1,000 uh, mothers free. Um, you know, one of the things that we had a Mother's Day special and we had several women uh, speak about how they're missing out on so many different aspects of their children's lives. But a lot of the times, you know, if, if financially you're unable to leave your job or only work part-time or whatever, you know, the financial aspect is very hard for a lot of women to be able to be there for their children. So what we're doing is we're showing them how they can use this product and set themselves free. And we're talking about, you know, right here in the United States or around the world. And so our mission right now is to set 1,000 women free in schedule-wise so that they can really be there for their children. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Tracy, and I look forward to chatting with you again at the end of our show. Thank you so much, Ellie. I appreciate it. And now we're going to bring on uh, Maisha Rodriguez. Uh, Maisha is a graduate of Pace University's School of Law, and she has been practicing law for almost 13 years. Most recently, prior to establishing her solo practice, Ms. Rodriguez served almost five years of her career as an Associate General Counsel to the United Nations Federal Credit Union, assisting with all legal business matters of the credit union. Mrs. Rodriguez is admitted to the New York State Courts, the Federal Courts of the Southern and Eastern Districts of New York, and the Connecticut State Courts. Maisha, welcome to the show. Hi, Ellie. Thank you for having me again. So, Maisha, can you share with us one leadership strategy that you've learned that has been most effective in developing your business? Um, I think my leadership strategy uh, that stands out the most is integrity. Um, I take pride in, in being honest with potential clients and my own clients, for good or for bad, and as an attorney, you know, we're held to a level of, of strict confidence. Um, so, number one, a client has to be able to trust you in sharing, you know, their personal legal issues, which can run the gamut to some very personal matters. Um, so, so I need them to trust me because I need them to give me all the information so that I can help them. Um, but also, that just helps me become that more, much more personable with them. Attorneys get a bad rap often, and to some extent I like for clients or potential clients to see me as a person and someone they can relate to and then therefore be able to, to trust and feel comfortable enough to come to me and, and use my services uh, for whatever their needs may be. So integrity, trust is very important to me, and, and I think that's helped me because you know we, I also get my business from referrals. So if you're comfortable with me and you feel that I've, you know, assisted you justly, you'll also give my name to the next person that you may run across. I think that's excellent advice, especially for someone in your profession as an attorney because you're limited in how you can market your services as an attorney. Correct. So you really rely heavily on referral business. Right, right. So you ha I have to build those relationships with people. Right, and that really is your integrity actually is a marketing tool in this kind of a business. Right, right. And, Ms. Rodriguez, I know that you also uh, are a parent, and I know that that's one of the reasons why you actually became a solo practitioner is because you wanted to balance uh, your work-life uh, combination with your children. So can you tell me how that's played out over the last several months? Um, it, it, it's actually worked out well. Uh, having your own business, while it's a lot of work and takes a lot of hours, 
it does also give you the control of your time. Um, so I'm able to be flexible where I need to be for my family. And, of course, you know, sometimes it means that I have to stop my first job of attorney and start my second, third, and fourth job of mom or chauffeur or chef and <laughs> then go back to, to the first job and, and be an attorney at 11 o'clock when I need to get back on the computer. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's what I do this for on my own, to be able to control my time and, and manage my lifestyle the way I see fit as opposed to requesting time off from a boss, a company, where you're only limited to certain days, certain amount of days in a year. So it's worked well for me, and I've been doing it for four years, and, and I think I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> and so what's next for you and for your business? Um, I think my big focus now is gaining local recognition. Um, my experience in, in the legal field and my contacts were all outside of the area that I'm in now, um, so I don't know a lot of the legal community and just the general community up here, and, and they don't know me. So I'm trying to focus on uh, getting my name out there, getting my face out there, meeting as many people as I can, attending the events by using that. To, to grow my business. Um, I, I'm doing my research right now, but I do not think that there are any other female black attorneys in my county. Um, I'm double-checking that, but I, I think that's important for me then to be seen if that is the case. Okay. And just for our listeners' uh, uh, perspective, uh, I think you were mentioning that up here, and up here means you live in the suburbs versus the, the the majority of your business is actually in the city, right? Correct. Yes, I was in New York City. I was in-house counsel, as you mentioned, and and when you're in the in the corporate office, you don't see a lot of the the outside attorneys and legal field people that are going into court every day because as an in-house attorney, you don't have to go to court, so you're kind of stuck in this corporate bubble. Um, and then also the law firms that I worked in were in Lower Westchester, and, and now I'm outside of that county as well. So this community where I live now in Dutchess County, it's it's a it's an old-fashioned, small, tight-knit community. So people have lived here for years and grew up with each other. And um, since I didn't work with those people, like I said, they a lot of the legal community, the judges, they don't know me. So I'm working on that. Okay. Thank you so much, Ms. Rodriguez, and I look forward to chatting with you again after interviewing Dr. Otero. Thank you, Ellie, for inviting me again. So now we're going to have Dr. Angeles Otero. Uh, Dr. Otero is a graduate of the Sophie Davis School of Medicine, and she's been practicing medicine for almost 12 years. And Ms. Otero has uh, also just launched her own medical practice. She recently relocated from New York to Florida, and um, we're very excited to hear about how that's going because the last time we chatted, uh, she was just about to open the medical practice, and I believe it is now up and running, isn't it, Dr. Otero? Yes, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me here. And I was actually thinking about that that before we, uh, when we were talking at our last interview, it was right before uh, my office opened up, and so it has been going very, very well, I must say. Fabulous. Can you tell me how many patients you're seeing now? Um, well, we're averaging, uh, Monday's always the busiest day in a pediatric practice. We're averaging about 15 to 20 patients. 
Um, and uh, on the regular days, about 10 patients per day, and I have over 300 patients now, which is, from what I hear uh, from other people, is very well. You know, we're doing very well in terms of our uh, numbers. That is fabulous. That's great. So what's one leadership strategy that you've learned that has been most effective in developing your business? Okay, there have been so many. So it was very hard trying to think about what I'm going to narrow it down to. But I think the thing that has been most effective, we've had a a saying in our office, and uh, the saying is, all it takes is one bad experience. And uh, my husband is my office manager, and he has basically instilled in all of us, the workers and everyone there, that if somebody has a bad experience, they usually go out and tell about 10 people about their bad experience. If someone has a good experience, they you know may tell three to five people. And so what our goal is is to have everyone have an excellent experience where they the patients come in the parents really get to see how much you care that they really see that the office staff also feels the same way that people are happy there um it also means uh it applies to keeping the employees happy because if they're happy they're going to show that to the patients as well so uh, you know aside from all the different multitasking and everything i've had to learn it has really been to for myself my um, and my staff to really understand that we want everyone to leave the office feeling great about where they've been, that their kids are being taken care of, that they're being treated the same way that we would treat our own children. So I think that that has been most effective, and it, it really has been able to help um, my office grow because it's um, helped a lot with word of mouth. You know, I know Maisha was talking about um, – getting involved in the community, and we've been able to do a lot of that stuff in terms of our marketing has been a lot of uh, face-to-face meeting um, potential patients out at different fairs, um, church fairs, different health fairs, um, and just different activities. So that, that's been a big thing for us as well. Fabulous. And you said something really important. You said that you work with your husband. How mm-hmm. is that going? That has been going excellent, and um, because I know that he has the best, my best interest at heart, and the best interest of the office at heart, and he has just been so instrumental, and in particular with the marketing, because that has been so hard to go from zero patients to 300 patients in basically four and a half months. That has, um, for for me, I'm I'm really encouraged by that. But he he has been just an excellent partner. That's fabulous because I think a lot of couples often wonder what it would be like uh, to work with each other. And I think some partnerships uh, work and and flourish, and others don't. But it seems obvious that your your partnership is flourishing and working and really benefiting your business. So that's really a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been great. So how has how has that leadership strategy helped to shape your perspective about doing business? Well, I know for me, it's really. Uh, meant that even though I, I do have to trust other people to do their job, um, which is always hard for me because I'm such a control freak, but um, I've also had to learn to just 
humble myself and be willing to do everything, you know, just not just taking care of the patients and just doing the medical aspect, but, you know, from everything to picking up the phone and, and being a receptionist to sweeping the floors if I see something, you know, that's dirty. And so I, because, you know, this is sort of my baby, you know, my business is my baby and I have to just take care of it in every aspect. So I think that that's been great because it really, it shows patients that I'm really involved and, and I really care. You know, when they see me, I mean, I've changed diapers at my office. I've, you know, and they, they kind of look at me with that shocked expression of, okay, I can't believe my doctor's actually changing my kid's diaper. But, you know, I do think it helps people to see, okay, she really does care. This isn't just about, you know, treating my, my kid and, and sending us out, but they really do understand that it cares. And so for me, it's just um, meant just humbling myself, being willing to do every aspect of the job. That's great. And you, you mentioned about your husband being very talented with the marketing, and obviously in any business, marketing is key to connecting with potential customers, and in your case, patients. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about some of the marketing strategies that you've implemented? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, the the last thing we just did is uh, we just did an ad in the movie theater. So we did a commercial in the movie theater, and that that's really been fun being able to see myself on the big screen. Um, but prior to that, we did uh, uh, the regular local newspaper, um, which comes to the homes and is free. So that's that's cool because everybody gets it. And so we've gotten a lot of phone calls from that. We've um, done a few months where we did a something called a Val Pack value pack that it's a mailing uh, coupons that people get at their homes as well. Um, and the biggest thing has been going to the different obstetricians, just like Maisha was saying how she has to get to know other people that will refer her. For us, it's really getting to know the obstetricians and having them trust us, and they've been great about sending us patients. We've um, we offer free prenatal consults as well, and then we've done a, a series of fairs with different churches and different organizations in the community um, where we've had face painting, we've had um, uh, just different characters come out. We have a, our logo is a tiger, and so we actually have a mascot of the tiger, and that draws the kids in, and then I'm able to talk to the parents, and you don't really see the effects right away. You sort of, it, it trickles in, but what happens is, one person gets excited about you and they tell their mommy group. And I've had different moms come in and say, oh, yeah, you're the talk of our, our mom's day out group or, you know, different things, which is really encouraging because I even had one patient call and say that three people have told her she has to come to my practice. So she was like, well, I like my pediatrician, but I, everyone tells me I have to go to you, so I'm just going to change to you. So it's been really encouraging to see how the just getting my face out there, my name out there has really trickled into to these different groups of people that will obviously send potential customers, potential patients my way as well. And I know you also blog, don't you? Yes, I do. So I also um, blog. I haven't been as good at it lately as I'd like, but yes, I've been um, blogging about different things like uh, the new uh, health care reform that was just passed, um, different controversial topics like vaccines and autism, um, just even simple things, what to do when my child has a fever. And so usually when I blog, I also email all of my patients so that they can read uh, my new blogs that have come out. That's great. And I went to Florida not too long ago, and I had an opportunity to spend some time with you, and I got to meet Rusty, the, the, the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then you also have a van with Rusty with your mascot, and I think that's oh, also very effective in terms of reaching out to the community. That is absolutely true. And actually, the good thing is um, patients see that I live in their community because they'll see the van at Walmart. They see the van at the movie theater. And so our van is really funny. Every side of our van has something about A-plus pediatrics on it. And so we have actually had many patients say, well, I saw the van. I couldn't write down the number, but then I saw you on, in the local newspaper. And they kind of put two and two together. So we just kind of – it's it's sort of exposure, just having people continue to see us everywhere, and that's made a big difference as well. And, of course, the kids love Rusty the Tiger. So it's a whole kind of logo branding yourself that I know for me has worked really well. Kids come in and they point at Rusty in the office, and they already know his name. So it, that's been really encouraging as well. That's great. And where in Florida is your practice located? It's in Claremont, Florida, which is sort of a suburban. It's it, it's you know a slightly rural suburban uh, type of a town. Its uh, population is about twenty five to thirty thousand. Great. Well, Dr. Otero, thank you so much for sharing your your success, and we wish you continued success. Thank you practice. so much. Thanks. So, ladies, I want to bring you all back on the air. And I want to just ask you each individually whether, um, as the other uh, entrepreneurs were speaking, did anything come to mind that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, yeah, having the mindset. You know, Tracy always blows me away. I, I just absolutely adore her. And I, I have to figure out some type of gig where I can get her to come along with me again so I can just stand next to her for a little while, you know. But um, uh, I actually got myself a life coach um, for about a, a couple of weeks, about four weeks. I invested in a life coach uh, because I was ready for that, trans- that final transition of really debranding myself from corporate America. And uh, I got a life coach, and it really, it really did help propel me to the next level of entrepreneurship with that mindset that Tracy's talking about. So uh, I think having, having that mentorship or that extra um, – Investment in yourself is, is really a good thing to do. That's great. Anyone else want to share? Yes. I, I would like to share, uh, Ellie, this is Tracy. What Dr. Otero said uh, about working with your husband, uh, I, I, I can't, you know, say enough about that. You know, I think that partnership, accountability is so key when you have a business and whether it's your your spouse or whether it's your business partner in in whatever capacity they are in your life it really helps in terms of teamwork in terms of bouncing off ideas off of each other and definitely having someone who has the same interest in the business that you do it definitely helps to make your your job easier and when those hard times hit that person being there makes everything a whole lot easier. So, you know, my husband is my partner, and um, he makes our business even better, just being there, being supportive, and working alongside me. It, it, I feel privileged. Great. And this one question, I'm, and I asked you this question before, but I want to ask you again now from where you are uh, at this point in your entrepreneurship journey. Has there been anything that has surprised you about entrepreneurship? Uh, you work very hard. You do work <laughs> very hard. 
<laughs> and you have some you have some nights where you sleep you know sleep is is a premium sometimes you know you but you know what keeps us going is the fact that we're working on behalf of ourselves we're really and truly um, for the first time in our lives, working on building our dreams and our goals and our aspirations, and we're actually seeing it come to fruition. But you do work hard. Um, we work hard, but we also play hard as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, there, I mean, the, the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Fabulous. Does anybody else want to share? I agree. Um, it's Maisha, and, and I just wanted to say one of the things that has surprised me, and, and it's another one of those leadership strategies, is my own confidence. Uh, I've always presented myself as a confident individual, but no matter what, there's always going to be something that comes in front of you that's challenging. And I've had to, to work on increasing my confidence and not turning away things just because I'm not familiar with it, but saying, you know what, Maisha, you can do this. And um, so just having that confidence and also seeing my business grow and and knowing that those days where I doubt, you know what, I've come a long way and and I'm proud of how far I've come and i got to keep that confidence that I can continue to do this and continue to prosper. Um, So so I've surprised myself, not so much entrepreneurship surprising me. (laughs) And I just want to say, I mean, congratulations to all of the women on their business, but I do remember Dr. Otero just opening up when we spoke last, so to hear that, you know, Dr., you are doing so well, just congratulations to you. Thanks. And I think, Ellie, for me, uh, one of the things, it's funny that Tracy said just how hard it is, and um, I just had to realize that, not taking work home is not an, a, a viable option for me. It's just, it's going to happen. I mean, the other day we were watching a, one of the NBA playoff games, and I, I, I said to my husband, I'm sorry that I'm bringing, up this, bringing this up at this time, but did you remember to call such and such insurance company? And it's just because it, it just it becomes sort of part of you. But I do agree with Tracy that although we work hard, we do play hard. And um, I just had to sort of schedule in my fun time as well and make sure that I am still having fun with my family and that it's not all about work as well. Great. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for allowing our listeners to once again peek into your world. And obviously, we just continue to wish you success, and we look forward to seeing how your businesses continue to grow and to see your names up in lights as you continue to uh, expand your businesses and expand into new territories. And I want to encourage all of our listeners uh, with just some advice. I mean, after we've heard from these four outstanding women who are working really hard at their businesses, you know, whether you've gone to school for a licensed profession like Dr. Otero or Maisha, or whether you're tapping into a company like Tracy is with network marketing, or whether you're creating something like Denise is as an author and a speaker, you know, continue to seek your, your goals. And, you know, there are so many entrepreneurial opportunities out there. And some lessons that we can take away from these entrepreneurs is that, number one, you need to tap into your passion no matter what it is. And as Tracy said, maintain a positive mindset. Be consistent. Maisha said, live a life of integrity. Uh, Dr. Otero mentioned connecting with your community. And both Dr. Otero and Tracy said that you work hard and you play hard. So I want to encourage again all of our listeners to seek your dreams, pursue them, be consistent, 
and know that if you keep your heart in it and your faith in it, the path will open for you. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed the show today, and if you're on Facebook, I would love to connect with you on the Leadership Strategies for Women fan page. Until next time, God bless.